Welcome back to the Morgan Stanley Ideas podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Milntite. This season, we're investigating unexpected markets. And on this episode, we're looking at apps that force us to breathe, websites that block us from other websites, and notifications that remind us to stop looking at our screens. Today's unexpected market, solutions to digital distraction. So if you're driving while listening to this, pull over to the side of the road. Otherwise, let's begin. So closing your eyes, I want you to inhale through your nostrils to the count of four. I'll count one, two, three, four. Now hold your breath for four seconds. And now audible exhale for four seconds. And hold your breath for four seconds. And now open your eyes. Do you feel different? No, you didn't just accidentally press play on a meditation app. You're still listening to the Morgan Stanley Ideas podcast, but this is Susie Yaloff-Schwartz, CEO and founder of Unplug Meditation, a meditation studio in Los Angeles. When you think of meditation studios, you might picture people sitting cross-legged and chanting, but Unplug has always been a little different. Susie wanted to meditate, but she wanted meditation to be simple and, above all, quick. And Susie wasn't alone. Not everyone wanted to devote their whole life to the practice. People wanted to be at work, at home, on vacation, and still meditate. So she decided to bring the Unplug studio to them. She recorded hundreds of Unplug's classes, created corresponding videos, and developed the Unplug meditation app to unplug you now had to plug in. It's the biggest oxymoron with us. But the reason why I think it works is because, you look, you're holding your phone, you're addicted to your phone, you don't want to let it go. But if you use it to meditate, close your eyes, experience your breath, and get some quiet time, even just by holding your phone, it's almost as if you're holding a pacifier. You're being able to pacify yourself, soothe yourself. kind of ironic, right? We all carry around these phones which promise to make us so much more productive. But all those notifications and texts and emails, they're actually slowing us down. Nobody wants to be addicted to technology, but we can't seem to pull ourselves away from our screens. So app developers and entrepreneurs like Susie, they decided that the cure to tech addiction is technology itself. Unplug is just one of hundreds of apps and services designed to help us stop looking at our screens and have a more sane relationship to our digital lives. On today's show, we'll look at the unexpected and thriving solutions to distraction market and try to answer this question. Can technology cure what technology has wrought? And will technology save us from ourselves? It's not just the quieting applications that you're thinking about. It's also the email cleaning applications, the parental controls, don't go to these website applications, the 
locked down at night when you turn off the wireless network in your home process that you have to institute. This is Luella San Juan, a managing director and the global head of client technologies at Morgan Stanley. Most of my day is spent listening and understanding what business users need, and then usually translating that back into something that global teams of developers can then use to create software. I used to be a developer as well. So I I understand that on the receiving side, you want to be very clear about what it is that you want to build. Luella is able to shape the way Morgan Stanley clients all over the world interact with technology, all from the comfort of her office in Lower Manhattan, high above the rumble of the Staten Island Ferry. If you work with Morgan Stanley and you receive a calendar invite, Luella helped make the software that delivered your notification. But as a technologist, Luella thinks about the real root of tech addiction, the smartphone. The smartphone is a supreme embodiment of Solution Central. We have a way to record our voice. We can call. We can take a picture. But now we have to keep track of all these specific solutions. So now we need an interface in order to do that. We expect our smartphones to live up to their name. We want them to remind us to wish our mom a happy birthday, tell us what time it is in Jakarta, even keep us alive. But maybe we've given something up as we've become more dependent on our phones. I once had an app for drinking water. It made sure that I drank enough water. I mean, it's absurd. This is Manoush Samarodi, and she knows there's a fine line between a solution and a distraction. Distraction now is actually very focused on something, whereas distraction used to mean just kind of spacing out, letting your mind go where it was, away from where you were presently. And now it's like Johnny's so distracted because he wants to play hours of video games and he can't pull himself away to do his homework. Manoush is a tech journalist and the host of WMYC's Note to Self, a show that focuses on the way humans interact with technology. She's been tracking the solutions to distraction market since 2014, not as a reporter covering this nascent genre of apps, but as a human worried about her own phone addiction. She wondered, are other people feeling the same way? Is it causing them anxiety? Do they feel as powerless over it as I do? That year, she started a project called Bored and Brilliant. She asked note-to-self listeners to track and eventually limit the time they spent in front of a screen. And 20,000 people signed up in the first 48 hours because they were like, I want to do this. This is not working the way I'm using my phone. Within four years, you go from like one or two or maybe six apps in that field uh, to, I'm sure, many dozens of them. Some of these apps are free, like Todoist, Manoush's favorite digital to-do list. But many cost more than your average 99-cent app. App makers know that people are willing to pay a lot of money for mindfulness and productivity. It didn't take long for more and more supposed solutions to come onto the scene, reeling in a lot of people willing to pay for a lot of apps and creating a new kind of anxiety over what helps and what doesn't. Part of what Unplug provides is a way to cut through the clutter. Here's Susie again. It's one price right now, which is $12.99, but it's going to be going down to $7.99 because we decided we wanted to get it out there to a lot of people and have it be potentially the least expensive meditation app on the market, but the highest value. If someone offered you total serenity and increased self-awareness for less than $8, you'd pay, right? Without that desire, Luella understands that this market wouldn't exist, 
Because when someone recognizes that people want something, they don't just give it to them for free. The anti-distraction or mindfulness market or silencing market is there to give us that quiet space to reconnect. Anything that becomes a constant requirement or a need also ends up having a commercial aspect. Of course, many of us believe we've got our tech use under control, but maybe we don't. The average person switches tasks on their computer at work 566 times a day. Am I cognizant of all those times? Absolutely not. It's like we've been taken over in some way. I think one of the things that technology lulls us into thinking is that we are always in control, and we're not. This fallacy of control is exactly why the solutions to distraction market works so well and why people like Luella at big companies like Morgan Stanley spend time thinking about what makes these distractions so appealing. When we mindlessly press buttons, touch screens, like, share, post, poof, something happens. But there's a moment when we realize we're addicted, that we're now doing things out of some neurotic habit rather than genuine desire. And in that moment, we turn to a techno solution for our techno distractions. These apps and services make us believe that we're in control. But remember, without big tech companies, none of these solutions would exist. Here's Manoush again. The app market is dependent on, you know, if they're the little mites, uh, the big tech companies are the cows on which they must feed. The market of apps that help us not to be so distracted by our phones isn't only becoming more crowded, it's also constantly changing. When big tech companies alter their platforms or add new features, they create massive ripple effects throughout the industry. The apps that depend on big tech, even those apps whose purpose is to make us less addicted to big tech, need to respond to these changes. They need to keep up with the industry or else they become obsolete. It's a hard field to plant a flag. In this market, everything is going to change once the operating system uh, gets altered or these people can't find funding to continue on to the next version of the app or the platform. But don't forget, a small company having those technologists may be just as capable of growing into something else. I've seen companies start with one proposition and then recognize that the market actually moves in a different direction and pile into that other direction because they recognize that it's it's more profitable, but it's also more productive and there's more potential. So for the smaller app developers, the best strategy is less about anticipating whatever engineering changes the big tech companies are going to make and instead focusing on the needs of users, anticipating our desires and worries as more of our lives are experienced through our phones. So one of the things that I love the most about the app is we created a panic button. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling like you want to overeat, if you're feeling like stressed or angry, you can literally press a button and have one of our teachers talk you off of the ledge. <laughs> Susie would be the first to admit that unplug is not an instant remedy. Meditation allows us to stay calm in stressful situations. But many of these solutions are passive. They don't require users to do anything but click on something to solve our problems. With so many passive solutions, people, especially kids, might need a reminder that in real life, there is no panic button. Teachers and librarians tell me um, they are starting to teach things that you and I, Ashley, never would have had to learn in class, like eye contact, conversation, 
uh, how to decide not to do something, like very basic human states. Luella is thinking about this shift too. And while she can't change an entire culture, she does take responsibility for these distractions at Morgan Stanley. After all, it is her job to create them. But here's where her compassion for people and her love of technology meet. As a technologist, I'm very aware that we are guilty of delivering solutions that are also distracting to our users. So internally, one of the things that we provide, you know, is is a platform where applications can show users tasks that they need to do. And those tasks include notifications that come in because something is urgent, as well as regular tasks. We are taking a step back to consider whether or not how we're displaying things and organizing things for users on the screen are in fact still useful. Unplugged meditation has become so successful because of that notification fatigue. Shortly after Susie founded Unplug, she noticed many of her clients shared something in common. Our largest audience are people who are in the tech world and then they want to come here and they want to unplug. It seems like everyone, even those who created this market, want to escape it. And though some consumers might want to restrict technology's reach, others, like Susie's clients, aren't asking for separation. They want technology to be a natural part of our daily routine. We're inside of saunas at a studio called Hotbox, and we're inside of nail salons, and we're kind of going inside of different businesses where you can connect within while you're getting services done. We can't turn back the clocks and start over. We can't erase what technology has done. But we as consumers have the power to demand change. We don't have to get rid of technology to cure our digital distraction. Instead, Manoush predicts that consumers could start to ask technology to help us strike a balance between distraction and focus. I'm starting to see a very nascent market where people are starting to rethink how do we reset people's expectations. So not just that you would put a snooze on a a Slack channel, but that maybe there would be a message that said, hey, I'm finishing up that report. I'm going to be offline until 5 p.m. If you if it's an emergency, you know, text me. I think we'll start to see these features being added um, simply because consumers want them. And that's the best reason. Perhaps the most effective strategy to combat digital distraction is just being aware of how powerful the pull is on you and then creating a whole range of short and long-term solutions. For some, it means finding a regular time and place to use a meditation app. For others, it means demanding more from the people who create the technology we use. And for all of us, it means stepping away from our tech altogether and allowing ourselves to be distracted by something else. Because as crazy as it gets during the day, I can always look out and say, you know what, in the grand scheme of things, there's a much bigger world out there. And it really changes my perspective. And I often look at the Statue of Liberty. And actually, when I leave here at night, she does light up. And it really makes me feel extra special. That I'm almost at the end of the world. And I'm just looking out at life the shores, who I really am. Thanks for listening to the Morgan Stanley Ideas podcast. If you want to listen to our previous episodes, you can head to morganstanley.com slash ideas. I'm Ashley Milne-Tite. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>